Fullerton is next. Doors open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there. Welcome to Foul Monkeys. This is Adam. This is Jerry filling in for Ricky. We are, as you don't know, a gay podcast recorded out of Chicago, Illinois, and Los Angeles, California. How about that shit? You're listening to episode 935. Um, my youngest child is being bad right now, and he won't eat the very expensive real beef marrow bone that we fucking bought him and his brother. <sighs> um, he just wants people food. Um, so you don't have a dog. No. Ricky has a dog, and we talked about this. Um, do you know how expensive it is to get a dog's teeth cleaned? No, but I'm assuming it's very expensive. Like almost a thousand dollars. Oh my god! Yes, we got a quote because MacDuff is old. He's ten now, um, and every time it's like a little bit real and a little bit of like mm, you're just trying to get my money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they usually are like, oh, like they could use a dental cleaning. Here's mm-hmm. an estimate, and they're like, the low end is going to be like seven hundred dollars, which that's the fucking low end. 700 to clean a dog's teeth because they usually well most places will just put them under oh um so you're paying for the anesthesia and all of that shit right like blah 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 so they're like he's getting old he could use it and he has a little bit of plaque and then they were like you should also like they get dental chews Mm -hmm. which are kind of bullshit because macduff is like chomp chomp i'm done he doesn't really chew Um, so they were like, get something more long lasting, like an actual like bone, mm-hmm. like they sell beef bones because dogs should only eat, um, raw bones. Cause when you, they can't have bones from like shit that's been cooked because it dries out the bone and it can splinter and shard. You and your and fancy can- dogs, instead of being in the country where you just gave them the bolognese, the bolognese rotten, give it to the dog. <laughs> um, well, Macduff has colitis and he's <laughs> old and he has hip dysplasia. So he gets his fish oil and he gets his, um, uh, glucosamine supplements. Your fancy um, bougie dogs. Whatever. He has to live forever because I love him. Um, <laughs> but we have to get, if like we get one of them something, we have to get the other one something. Yes. So we got Badger also a marrow bone. And yesterday Badger was like all fucking about it. And they're only supposed to have them for like a little bit um, because they can make themselves sick and nobody likes to clean up dog bar if it's gross. Um, and also, they always target carpets. Yes. It's like we have hardwood floor, but they're like, we have to vomit on the carpet. Mm-hmm. That's that's where it belongs. Um, I'm assuming because it's the closest thing to grass that we have in the condo. Anyway, so today I was like, so they were like, put the raw bones back in the fridge when they're done. And they can have them for like one more day because otherwise they get gross. 
So I, there's fucking one sitting next to me right now. It's disgusting. Um, but today, Badger was interested in Macduff's bone. And I was like, no, you have your own here. Have it. He like played with it for like five seconds and now he's fucking done. And he was like, oh, yeah, I want the other one. <laughs> right. But also he's like, oh, you have pizza in the kitchen. Mm. How about that? That's interesting. Mm. But uh, yesterday, like when I was like, OK, you're like done with your bone. He was like, <laughs> and I like, had to be like, all right, you need to fucking leave. And so I can get your bone. But now he doesn't give a shit. Anyway, it's gross. Okay. All the scars from the orphanage come back when you try to steal his food. He has some, he had a rough life, we'll say. Yes, he did. You know, we haven't talked about the delicious downfall of Jerry Falwell Jr. Ugh. I, so first of all, fuck the Falwells in general. (laughs) All of them, their whole family, their future children, all of them. Yes. Fuck them. Um. I don't want to get into, like, cuckolding is a legitimate kink. Mm-hmm. You want to watch somebody bang your wife, have at it, girl. Enjoy yourself, live your life. What I find fascinating is I think they're just setting him up so he can, like, in a year, six months to a year go. I'm so sorry, you know, I divorced this awful nymphomaniac, you know, Lady Macbeth that I was, you know, married Mm -hmm. to. And now I'm ready to be forgiven and come back into the church. Fuck that. Oh, yeah. No, he's 100% going to throw her under the bus more than he already has. Yeah. And, you know, and she seems to be willfully participating in this. Oh, oh, yeah. Just blame me. Just blame me. For sure. Um, But there was uh, apparently this guy that was a band student at, you know, Jesus University where they were. And uh, he said that she cornered him in the band room and went down on him before he was going out to the field practice. So he got a blowjob before he went to go practice on the field. And then, you know, the pool boy, of course. But then there's a personal trainer that Mm -hmm. Falwell had that was mm-hmm. open some gay business with money. And that's where everybody's kind of like, wait a minute. So you knew this guy was gay. He was your trainer. Mm-hmm. You gave him money so he could open a gay bed and breakfast. And you're fine with that. These aren't adding up. This is not adding up. Right. No, he's 100% a hypocrite. He is, I'm sure that he's actually probably like not super closed minded personally. He's probably mm-hmm. like, whatever, I have gay friends, gay people contribute to society, whatever, I don't really personally give a shit, but all of the people that give me money and pay to go to this university and pay for my lifestyle give a shit, so I have to publicly be like, oh my god, gays are ruining the sanctity of marriage. Well, you know, and they all have, all they have to, the hundred thousand students, because they have people online, they have to sign Mm -hmm. a morality clause, so if they get caught having sex, uh, and they're not married they get kicked out and then if they get caught drinking on campus or while they're a student they get demerit so that's what brought it all full circle because he was out of the club and they were like you were out of club he goes no I wasn't they're like we have photos of you drinking no you don't here it is that's photoshop let's enlarge it <laughs> uh uh well I'm not drinking alcohol yeah you are <laughs> he's a trash person and a hypocrite Um, Yes. And you know, in like 
fucking 10 years when he got another Becky on his arm, he's going to be like, how about you fuck this personal trainer? Can I watch? I'm a watch. I'm going to sit in the corner and jerk off. Can he which, lick my butthole, but don't tell nobody? <laughs> um, which gets you some butthole licking. Butthole licking's great. Two thumbs up. But don't publicly condemn sex or sexuality or anything if you right. want to get your butthole licked. Because exactly. we're going to find out, bitch. They're going to talk. Um, speaking mm-hmm. of assholes, uh, Andy Cohen posted pictures of Anderson Cooper shirtless without his consent on Instagram because he said he was bored. And apparently Anderson is furious with him because he's like, oh, Anderson will hate that I'm posting this, but I'm bored because my son's asleep. So I'm going to post this. And so he posted these two shirtless pictures and Anderson's kind of like, oh, you know, kind of being awkward. And mm-hmm. apparently he's furious with him. So I'm like, oh, you're such a cross-eyed douche. <laughs> He's got that lazy eye. Oh, my God. I, I can't stand him. I can't stand him either. I'm going to try not to make fun of his fucking Terminator eye that's targeting. <laughs> his gotcha eye. <laughs> uh, that's so mean. I mean, I'm... Uh, I'm trying to be a better person and not be like, I'm going to make fun of your physical flaws when you're just a piece of shit, like asshole trash person with your personality. Um, because whether or not he has a lazy eye is neither here nor there. He is still an opportunist piece of shit. Right. Um, and I don't know. I don't like Bravo. I don't get Real Housewives. I don't get any of that. The only thing I watched on Bravo was the Escape documentary. <laughs> Reality show about es- Escape. When they Escape got back together. Oh yes, you and it was only it's for, not escape. It's escape. Escape. When escape got got back together, I watched those four episodes. That's fair. I love me some escape, and I think Candy Burris is a genius. I like her. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't do. I don't know. I don't do a whole lot of reality TV. And I generally think Andy Cohen profits off of the misery of others, um, which is abhorrent. Um, Also, like on one hand, don't post pictures of people without their consent, especially if they're vulnerable, as in like not fully clothed. I think that's a shitty thing to do. But also, Anderson Cooper, you have a hot ass body. Yeah, exactly. When you know they don't like it. Right. That's fucked up. But like I said, on the other hand, I'm like, Anderson Cooper, you look hot. Like, what? whatever. Like, I don't personally, like, Anderson Cooper's not my type, but also, mm-hmm. if I had a body like Anderson Cooper and somebody was like, I know you want, like, I'm gonna post this shirt, I'm gonna post this shirtless, and I looked like that, I'd be like, fuck it. I don't like it, but I look good. Uh, anyway. Um, bigger news, Sister Sister is on Netflix now. Oh, we already watched it. And Girlfriends is coming next week. I know. I'm so excited Netflix. about Girlfriends. Uh, Jennifer Lewis plays the one's drunk mom that's always talking about being washed in the blood of the lamb. I So first of all, Tracy Ellis Ross is just an absolute comic genius. I think she's hysterical. Um, who is my other favorite? I'm sometimes Maya. Maya that's on there. The the I'm, ghetto friend. That's the uh, with the with you the. Can't uh, say shit like that. <laughs> she, with the um, son named Jab- Jabari that the uh, that Tony always mispronounces. 
um fuck what is that actress's name because i really like her golden brooks oh yes okay so i've seen her and other stuff and i'm always like you you should have a bigger career i like you yes i agree she's very good um everybody i mean like everybody on that is very 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 talented i like jill marie jones i think is hilarious as well yes um tony uh i'm excited for that i love sister sister been watching moesha um i'm i never really got into the parkers which we've discussed that's coming in october that's coming in october Yes. So I'm like, kind of like, all right, like here for that a little bit. Um, we'll give it a shot. But um, yeah, no, Girlfriends, out of all of them, Girlfriends is the one that I probably watched the most other than Sister Sister. I watched a little bit of Moesha, not as much. Mm-hmm. Um, early Moesha, I watched quite a bit of. Um, but also, we can talk about... <laughs> the recent Brandy versus Monica, if we want to transition from oh yeah, Moesha, all of the great classic black sitcoms coming to Netflix. Um, but Brandy versus Monica it. were on. I didn't see it, but the Twitter was cracking me up about it. The Twitter, the fucking just memes about it are killing me. Yes. Killing me. And I, um, I lost it when they photoshopped the shoes, the white strappy sandals, <laughs> Sunday shoes onto Monica's ridiculous Monica's outfit. Monica's shirt shoes. <laughs> Was that the video for Before You Walk Out of My Life, maybe? Yes. I'm trying to remember. Yes. Oh, my and God. The, and the cover, she's sitting, she's got the pantsuit on, and she's got the white <laughs> strappy. And people have made fun of that for years, those I shoes. Know. And I so know. when they photoshopped it on, I was about to die. <laughs> I so I watched a little bit after the fact and mm-hmm. it did it's so I love both of them I think both of them are actually incredible vocalists and I think Brandy's voice has gotten better over the years yes um for sure I think Monica's basically always had it um mm-hmm. initially like the boy is mine I was 100% team Monica um but I don't know I don't know who I would say one, I didn't mm. watch the whole thing. So I know that people are very passionate about it. Yes. But for, per my personal social media, my friends who were there for the whole thing um, were Team Monica for the most uh, part. Well, what I, I read a lot was uh, Brandy brings you to church. But I also know Brandy works really hard on her voice mm-hmm. still like she is always at the vocal coach always at vo- voice lessons like she's yeah. really um disciplined with that yeah yeah uh, and that's through friends that I know that she's done that and uh but then the people saying that Monica played uh sang Angel of Mine and then they played Have You Ever right after and people were just all in their feelings just all in their feelings <laughs> about that transition uh but yeah, and a lot of them were making fun of Monica because it didn't seem like she wanted to be there. <laughs> that is true. And then Brandy was like, we're going to go on tour. And Monica was like, what? <laughs> I Monica's manager probably agreed to that and he'd tell Monica. Um, well, a lot of it they said too was Brandy, you can tell Brandy's a fan of Monica's. So she yeah, gets yeah. really like 
you know, giggly and yeah. like touching her and stuff. And Monica just doesn't seem <laughs> to be a friend of a fan of Brandy. I the whole vibe I love. It's just hilarious to me. Um, I do. I get. I forget how old they are and how old I am mm-hmm. because Monica didn't she like break some record or something for being like the youngest person something like that um like to chart something i mean she's no debbie gibson the youngest person to like write produce and whatever a record um but she was super young with don't take it personal and don't take it personal was my absolute jam back in the day i had the cd single and I was <laughs> obsessed. Um, I had I had both. I had the Brandy album and I had the Monica album. Um, because they this was before they had their The Boy Is Mine um, rivalry. Uh, but she, like, that song was just everything. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to see if... Okay, she... Oh, it was before you walk out of my life. So she was the youngest recording artist to have two consecutive number ones. Anyway. With Boy Is Mine and First Night. What? No. It was, this was the R&B chart. Oh, the R&B chart. Okay. Two consecutive number ones on the R&B chart. It was Don't Take It Personal and Before You Walk Out of My Life. But Angel of Mine, I did not know until recently because I was listening to it because of the Brandy versus Monica, was originally by uh, Eternal. I think so. Um, and I never, Eternal was like the British and Vogue, except kind of not as talented. <laughs> I only knew Stay, because that's the only hit that was over here. And then they just kind of disappeared. And the white girl quit, and then they just didn't really... Um, Louise. I like Louise. We played a little bit of the last Louise album Mm -hmm. on here. It's pretty good. Um, But yeah, she married a footballer and then just went and did her own thing. Um, Yeah, I I think I read that they wouldn't give her leads. So she was like, fuck this. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about Eternal. I like, again, I only really know Stay. I think I know Power of a Woman. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't I, I didn't really follow. Right. Um, it was bef- it was kind of before the internet, so you couldn't like follow. It was. It was before the internet. Um. Anyway, what else do we want to talk about? Oh, you I, were gonna you were gonna tell a story about the tiny man you took oh me my home God. with. <laughs> so I just recently saw a post that I think I think I recently saw a post about this small theater company in the suburbs of Pittsburgh, McKee Sport Little Theater, um, where I never did I never did a show there. I didn't do community theater at all, really. Me neither. Um, growing up or after. Um, but my I don't senior work for year free. I don't work for free. <laughs> I uh I've done shows for free. Like I did no, I got a stipend for Shakespeare in the park, I think. Anyway, I'll do shows for 50 cents. I don't give a shit for the most part. Um, so I auditioned for it. I got cast in A Little Night Music, which we were talking about A Little Night Music, and that's why mm-hmm. this story came up. Um, my senior year. 
And I was Henrik, which is like the younger son of the lead male. Right. And he's obsessed with, he wants to fuck his stepmom and also the chambermaid, I think. The chambermaid I think tortures he mostly, him. Right, 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 Petra. Um, but yeah, he definitely wants to fuck his stepmom. His stepmom's a virgin and is his age. Yes. And the stepmom won't fuck the dad. Anyway, so his big thing is they have this like trio of songs um, now, soon, and later. And they kind of like weave in and out of each other. This is a Sondheim show. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. So I got cast as Henrik and he plays the cello and he has a super high note, which I, that is my jam. I will fucking sing the shit out of the top of my range. It's my favorite. Anyway, I quit this show because I wanted to go to another high school's prom. And they were like, you'll never work in this town again. And I was like, McKee sport? Okay. <laughs> like, that's mine. <laughs> um, and then I went to see it. And the guy who ended up being Hendrick was like, fine. Not great, but fine. So McKee sport Little Theater went back like maybe one or two years later to see one of my friends play Snoopy in Your Good Man, Charlie Brown. And this was after I had come out and I was like fully embracing like the twink, twink Adam. <laughs> yes, I was like, I had this tight French Connection t-shirt on that was like, like light blue, but not like baby blue. It was like kind of like a pale royal blue. And it had like yellow sort of graffiti that said FCUK on the front which was like the like hot thing because it looks like it says fuck. I sat in the front row. The music director could see me apparently from, I think there, there wasn't a pit. It was like a black box and he was backstage. So I guess he said to the cast, like, does anybody know who that guy is in the front row? And my friend, John, who was Snoopy was like, yes, that's my friend, Adam. He came to see me. And so he was like, well, I want to meet him after the show. He's fucking cute. And I was like, all right, fine. Like John came out and was like, all right, like the music director thinks you're hot. And the music director was this like cute muscle daddy, like a little bit shorter than me. Um, like came up to maybe like, eh, like my ears. And I was like, fine, whatever. He's a little bit short. That's fine. Let's go get after show drinks. So we went to this bar, got kind of at that point in my life, I was drinking French martinis, which is the gayest possible Martin. drink other than a Cosmo maybe. Um, how old were you at this point? I think I was underage to be honest. I was probably like 20. Okay. But there was a bar that didn't give a shit um, in Pittsburgh. It was by the Mexican War Streets in the north side. Oh. And I can't remember what it's called for the fucking life of me. It was a, like a, a martini bar. So we went, got a little tipsy and I'm making out with this guy and I'm like, we're like, ah all over each other like grabbing ass and shit and then i realized that he has on like fucking six or seven inch lifts <laughs> at one point my drunk ass is like this motherfucker's wearing platforms and so in real life he was like five one. Oh wow he was itty, itty bitty. And I had absolutely no idea. And to be honest with you, it wasn't entirely a turnoff for me. 
but it got super weird. And I have a history of like being like, you're super cute. I'm kind of drunk. Let's make out and ignoring anything a little bit off. Like when I was in Southern Illinois, I made out with this kid who was just adorable, looked like Abercrombie and Fitch, like blonde, chiseled, like super hot. And I'm making out with him and I'm like, oh my God, give me your number. We're going to go on a date. You're so beautiful. And he was into me and I was like, okay, we're down. Like, this is going to happen. And the next day, my friend Jenny was like, are you going to go out with that guy? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. He was super cute. I got his number. Like, we're texting. It's going to be great. And she was like, okay, like, I think that's awesome um, that you don't care that he has a baby arm. And I was like, what? what are you talking about? Like, no, he doesn't. And she's like, girl, like he has like one arm that kind of just like tapers off. And I was like, you're completely wrong. Like, I don't remember that at all. Like you're like, that's not a thing. Quit fucking with me. Um, but no, he had a baby arm. Um, and I like, I didn't give a shit. Like, I, honestly, like none of that has ever really bothered me. But I at, apparently like I'm like three to five drinks in and I pay absolutely no attention to any possible flaws. Did you end up did, having sex with him? We, we went on a date. I don't think we like did the deed. We probably blew each other, I think. But like I did, he was super hot and we were like actually friends for a very long time. And I believe he's a very successful photographer, like a fashion photographer at this point. Um, but I, we lost touch. Um, a one-handed photographer. Jerry, <laughs> you can't say shit like that. But um, yeah, no. And I feel like, I don't know why that is, but I definitely, there are definitely two big examples of me being like, Oh, I really like you. You're super cute. Let's make out a whole bunch. Wait a minute. That's my <laughs> you are. my my friend did that. He said that he goes, I was high. He's like, I'll admit it. And he's like, saw this cute guy and he was like, You're cute. You're gonna dance with me. And then they danced all night and he's like, You're coming home with me. And then he got him home and the guy was deaf and he had no idea. <laughs> because he goes, I just thought it was loud and and he couldn't, he was, couldn't hear me because of that. And then I got him home and he goes, he was surprisingly loud for a deaf person. Well, but yeah. I mean, and then he said yourself. that he goes, you know, he told him that he would get in contact with him. And my friend was all like, okay, you know, like, how's this going to work? And then he got a phone call and it was like, hello, we are from the interpreters for the deaf. You know, I'm going to be reading. And it was this woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this one was like, hi, it was really nice to meet you. I can't wait to meet again. And my friend was like, uh, okay. And then Aww. the woman goes, so next time we're together, I want to be on top and you be on the bottom this time. <laughs> and my friend just froze. It was like, uh, okay. And then he kind of said some more sexual stuff and the woman just repeated it. And Brian, and my friend just kept going, okay, okay. Aww. And then- because he didn't know what to do because it was this woman saying the thing so the guy wrapped it up and then there was a pause and my friend said to the woman on the thing he goes I'm so sorry you had to read that to me and she goes she goes it's not the worst thing I've ever had to read to somebody you're fine (laughs) (laughs) I mean 
that's part of the job. And also how at that point in time, there wasn't a whole lot of telephone options, I would imagine. Exactly. Um, for, you know, non-hearing or hearing, um, uh, I don't know what the word would be. Hearing impaired. Hearing impaired, that's what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, there's not a whole lot that you could uh, do phone-wise as far as like communicating, so. I know back in the Manhattan days when I hooked up with that deaf guy, he was, you know, we emailed back and forth, back and forth. And he's like, before I come over, mm -hmm. I need to tell you something. And I was like, uh-oh. And he was like, I'm deaf. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> That's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, but it, you know, he was like, I have to be, I have to come clean. And I was like, oh God, what are you going to tell me? Yeah. I guess it was a problem for it's, some. People are awful. There was a dude on uh, Adam for Adam in Pittsburgh whose like handle was like, I have one leg or something like that. And I'm like, all right, like way to put it up front. Um, but he was super like angry because I we like chatted a little bit. And I guess people, I mean, like, not I guess, I mean, I know people are shitty. And so he would get people who were like, oh, I thought that was just a joke. I'm not hooking up. I thought it was the Amy Poehler skit. I got one leg. <laughs> it's, which is fucked up. But he was also like, I was like, no, you're like scary angry about it. Like, I can't, like, yeah. it's not that you have one leg. Like, I'm not hooking up with you because I'm afraid you're like a little too aggressive for me. But also people like have a fetish and he was like, all right, are you trying to fuck me because I have one leg or? <laughs> so, yeah. That's horrible. And it, people are fucking awful. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's gross. And, um, I don't know, but uh, I've definitely, like I said, I've been surprised by some of the people. I, one time I had, and this is super, I was super, super young. And I, this guy is like a priest now, maybe? Oh God. Anyway, um, I got drunk, I'm making out with this guy. And I believe he must have tried to tell me or had told me that he was a drag queen. Mm -hmm. And I was, I had to have been like 18 or 19. And he's like, do you want to come see me in a show? And I'm like, absolutely. And my naive ass was like, comedy, theater, something. And I show up and he did this like Yenta drag. Like he was like a bubby, mm -hmm. like full on, like old Jewish lady. Um, Cause he was, he was Jewish. And I was shocked and I, this was my, this is one of my first experiences with like drag and I wasn't sure how I felt about it or whatever, mm -hmm. but I was just like, and I tried to be super cool about it. And I, I like, I clearly was not. And um, we learn, we grow. Too. My first experience with drag was at the Good Times Lounge in Denison, Texas. And it was this, Booger drag queen lip sync to uh, Reba. Oh, she was just a hot mess. Like elastic wig, you know, <laughs> a dress that didn't fit. But she was just Aww. living her life. And that was my first experience with drag. And then I moved to St. Louis and saw like real drag queens, mm -hmm. you know, instead mm -hmm. of the ones that, you know, just you know, the little booger drags as my friend Philip used to call them. Aww. 
I know. I've had there's really good drag in Pittsburgh, actually. Um, we have Sharon Needles. Sharon Needles is from Pittsburgh. Yes, Sharon Needles and Alaska Thunderfucker both from Pittsburgh. I had seen them before. Um, they got super famous, um, and they weren't ever not. So my I had a roommate um, who did drag. Uh, for a very long time. Um, her name was Anastasia. I believe she was just Anastasia Bieberhausen, actually, like after Karen from Will and Grace. Um, but she introduced me to a lot of the a lot of the queens on the circuit. Um, and there's, like I said, there's like some really, really good drag in Pittsburgh. Um, and also the guy that I like briefly like went out with a couple of times um, was very good. And do you remember there was a song that I think was like maybe in Italian and French. And it was called uh, You Promised Me by Ingrid. Mm -mm. Um, look it up, it's on Spotify. Um, but it went like, it was like a very like kind of Eastern European sort of like club beat. Mm -hmm. Like, like it was very, I don't know. We we should just play it at some point. Um, but that's what he did in drag. And he did this like whole like kind of fiddler on the roof dance to it, sort <laughs> of, because he was dressed, like I said, like in his little Yenta costume. Um, and that song always reminds me of him. And uh it was actually very good. He was very, very good. But you were young and didn't know how you felt about it. Yeah, I was like, I was like, am I ready for this? Because mm, you know, you know, you wouldn't allow to go to the bathroom at the Donna Summer concert. That's true. The drag queens would have gotten you. The well, the drag queens. I don't actually remember this, but my mom insists that the drag queens had pen knives. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, like in retrospect, they probably had to have them for their protection. Mm -hmm. At the time, it was the '90s, right? So I'm sure that they got harassed and people were like, you fucking he, she, I would stab somebody for that. Pulled out their pig knife. I'll cut you. Yeah. I I mean, but yeah, no, I was, I was like, I'm like 13. I'm not going to the ladies room with you. That's fucking weird. <laughs> I'm already masturbating. I'm not going to the ladies right? room with you. <laughs> God, ugh, this is gross. People are going to think I'm, like disgusting because of this you're embarrassing me but that concert was good as fuck though of course it was that's just that's one of my favorite stories about your mom she's like you can't go to the bathroom that'll get you she cracks me up she's so funny she is um, funny yeah she's she's a tough broad i'm pretty sure i've told the story do you know how i learned how to cross the street and look both ways <laughs> no she took my like baby ass to go see some roadkill Oh, I remember. <laughs> and she was like, do you want to end up like that? No. Okay. Well, then you're going to look, look both ways. That's like, <laughs> reminds me of Arrested Development, that their dad, every time that they, he wanted to teach him a lesson, he hired the guy to pretend like he killed him. And they're like, and that's why we don't do. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, oh, parents, they're hysterical. I love everything about that. Um, what was I gonna say next? I don't fucking remember, but yeah, kind of. It's so funny, like coming out. I grew up 
with as a baby gay a lot of female friends mm-hmm. and i didn't know a whole lot of other gay dudes really like right. per, like as a as a close friend um which we were just talking about sometimes having to draw a line with a female friend who wants yes. to treat you as a boyfriend yes Yes, uh, you know, the uh, where you'll get a text message and you're busy and then another text message and then another text message and then another text message and then a phone call. Pick up your phone. And it's like, I, I, uh-uh, I I'm busy. I don't. Yeah, I'm not your boyfriend, yeah. you know, or why aren't right. you picking? Why aren't you answering? Because mm-hmm. I'm not available. Right. You know, it's. That was like a lot of my first few years of coming out. Oh, yeah, mine too, definitely. And part of it is, I think, a little bit on me or like on us as Mm -hmm. gay men trying to kind of discover how to operate in the world and how to like manage our relationships with our straight female friends. Because a lot of it was like maybe girls I went to high school with that I did previously have that kind of relationship Mm -hmm. with. Um, and then I'm like, no girl, I'm going out to the club or like, I'm going somewhere you can't go Mm -hmm. because that's, it's for me. It's for my life now. Right. Um, but I mean, like now I actually was just thinking like, cause we were talking about it. I only have my like handful of straight female friends that I've had for like years Mm -hmm. that weren't like that. Like friends that are like, have been there through all of that shit, but never, our relationship was never like one-sided in that they like needed me more than I needed them. Right. Um, I have one that's, uh, she's kind of like that. And thankfully she's got a boyfriend now. So it takes away the, you know, phone calls where I have to sit for three hours and go, oh my God, how do I get off this? You know, I'm hearing the same stories I've heard over and over again for 20 years. Um, There's a boyfriend. And uh, so that's taken a lot of that. I don't have to deal with that kind of stuff. Uh, But it's, you know, I was thinking about it the other day about, you know, those kind of messages. She had something happen in her life and uh, it was just all on social media just to like get attention. Although she is at the same time, she's also, you know, mourning. But right, it's just right, that, right. you know, thank you for everybody who reached out. You know, it was almost like a guilt trip for the people that didn't. And mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. I- I'm busy. We're in a pandemic. I can't deal with anybody else's emotional trauma. I've got all of my own dealing with this pandemic. So deal with it on your own. you got a boyfriend mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. You know, I love you, but no. Um. Speaking of people airing they shit on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, um, I have a friend whose wife, I believe, cheated on him for the second time. Um, and by friend, I mean, like, somebody I did theater with. And actually, it's mm-hmm. a person that I, like, deeply, deeply, deeply respect mm-hmm. um, and have a lot in common with, uh, a straight dude. Um, he's great. But both times, I'm pretty sure he's been like... Yep, it's the worst feeling. I caught blah 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 and like put it all on Facebook. And I've been like, girl, like, are you sure? Are you sure this is the forum for all of that? Right. And um, it reminded me of a couple of stories 
two different girls I went to college with. One straight up was like point by point all of the shit that was wrong with her husband and that he did to her. And he was like replying. And it was like, at at some point I was like texting my friends from college and I was like, y'all, if you aren't aware of what's happening, like you get online, cause it's good. Um, not, not to wallow in people's pain or self, whatever, but it was like, mm-hmm. I was like, no, if you're putting it out there, I'm a consumer. <laughs> and then, this other girl who is like she lives in florida because i mean and this is very florida and she's like a nudist masseuse cosplayer like witchy sort of like she wears fairy wings in the woods and like throw some star trek in there and then they're just a stereotype right she larps i think she does stage combat um yep but her fucking her bio on social media is like like massage therapist artist actress voiceover artist balloon artist and i'm like <laughs> what but she also had a very public breakup with <laughs> who is still like her boyfriend partner common law husband at this point i assume Gandalf. Um, oh like gray beard fucking like real sketchy looking like real sketchy looking um doesn't but use this deodorant girl, uses a rock a salt <laughs> rock <laughs> lemon wedges um so which i'm not trying to shit on i use like charcoal deodorant now at this point it don't work it don't work that good it smells good for like maybe six or seven hours but um I don't want to put aluminum in my pits. That freaks me out. Anyway, that aside, this girl also, and this is fucking wild, and I don't think I've ever talked about this in the show, posted selfies with her father's corpse at his funeral. And was like, she wears like bodycon dresses a lot, and she's a little thick, which is fine. Like, show it off. You got it. Whatever. Right. Um, but she was wearing like a hoochie dress kind of at the funeral and she's got like her like pouty like mm, ooh, kind of look next to literally a dead a corpse. body. Her dad's corpse. Her dad's dead ass body. <laughs> it was wild. It was wow. like, it was, sev- it was several years ago. Um, but I was just thinking about that when I was thinking about like people publicly like divorcing or breaking up on social media um Um, this isn't on social media but after i left my junior college and went to the university i left some friends there and there was this one girl who when she came to she went to this tiny tiny school and she came and went wild and was like engaged and married within the first month of school and she married this guy steve and steve's dad worked for the photographer um, on campus and they were weird and and this girl you know was like would get on the ground and just start grinding and she just she was just odd so after I left glamour shots were really popular well mm-hmm. Steve's father was like oh well if you want to take glamour shots I'll take them for you so this girl took all these pictures and like they're like you know the jean jacket with like a bra and it's like oh one shoulder's exposed and she's like making all these sexy faces 
<coughs> so I guess she was showing them to somebody. And a friend of mine went into the photographer studio and found the negatives. And <laughs> so they made a photocopy because this was 93. Mm-hmm. photocopy of these negatives of her making all these like sexy in quote poses right, right. and wrote this is my wife my dad took these pictures of my wife and put them all over campus <laughs> that's so mean it was awful but then you're thinking <laughs> the father-in-law took all these sexy glamour mm-hmm. shots of the daughter but this yeah. this couple was just so weird they um that same friend said the year before that they were talking because she worked at Pizza Hut and my friend's husband worked at Pizza Hut. And mm-hmm. she would always like tell her her marital woes. And my friend at the time was like, oh my God. And I won't say her name just in case she mm-hmm. decides to listen. But she was saying, hey, so the other day I was in the bathroom and my stomach started hurting and then something fell out of me. And I was like, Steve, come look. And he said, no, I don't want to. So I just flushed the toilet. And my friend was like, uh, you might need to go to the doctor. It sounds like you had a miscarriage. And the other girl was like, mm, but then they got to look down there. So <laughs> my friend was like, that's the only advice I can give you. You need to go to the doctor. And then two days later, she comes up and she goes, hey, um, my stomach's hurting again. You reckon I got twins? <laughs> I can't. Oh and my God. It's, it's, it's so... And of course, you know, later on, you know, with Facebook and you get in touch and you're like, oh, she's got six kids now. Oh, and she's a stripper. Okay. (laughs) So she's in Florida now. Of course. Can't work the pole because of the corona, but she has joined a local pirate group and they cosplay, I guess, in pirate drag for parties. (laughs) So she finally had to go get a COVID test because her boyfriend was feeling sick. And I don't know how, but she's negative because all she's been doing is partying with these pirate folks and going to open mic nights to play her guitar. It's it's like some awful Lifetime movie written by Del Shores. (laughs) I... So I cannot shit on people because I'm a huge comic book nerd, which we'll have to talk offline because I'm starting to catch up on shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can talk about current X-Men events. Um, I like, I board game. I do some like role-playing games and shit. Pokemon. Like, it's, I, I get Pokemon. Like I'm, I'm a nerd, whatever. Um, but some of the shit does freak me out. I had a, when I worked at Kennywood, um, as an entertainer, our stage manager thought he was, or pretended he was, I'm pretty sure he thought he was a vampire. (laughs) And used to go to like groups of people, him and his wife were like actual, like we're vampires. Uh, And it was fucking weird. It's fucking like a little bit. I'm like, okay, like, cool. If you want to, I want to cosplay. I would love a um, gender swapped Polaris cosplay. Mm -hmm. I want a green, like a short green wig. Okay. Do you want the Polaris, like the 80s outfit, the purple 80s outfit? I actually think I want 
like the 60s Polaris with the like the headpiece like the mm-hmm. green tiara situation kind of mm-hmm. um and like she's kind of like flowy mm-hmm. um uh, i i think that's kind of the polaris vibe i would want to get because there's you know i love jean gray but there's a whole lot of gender flipped uh phoenix mm-hmm. so i can't i'm just not gonna go for them um but so you don't want to call- be a you don't want to be a familiar <laughs> like right. the stage manager. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, I just can't with that. And I just, I have a lot of friends in the theater world who uh, cosplay and like do amazing work. Um, but I can't, I can't fully like commit to LARPing is a bit much for me. It's, I don't understand it. I don't hate it. Unless when I did Shakespeare in the Park in fucking Pittsburgh, we had to like almost physically fight LARPers who were like, we LARP here every Sunday. And we were like, okay, cool. Well, we have like a city permit to play Shakespeare in the park. Like we're doing right. a play. Like, and we're going to do the play whether you're here or not. So if you want me to like fuck you up with your foam sword, that's cool. <laughs> or you can leave. LARPing. LARPing. Anyway. That's basically all I got to say. Yeah. On that note, we should probably LARP it up. up. (laughs) Wrap it up. (laughs) LARP it up, baby. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, thanks again for listening, everyone. Yes. Um, Thank you. And thank you to those who sent over questions. Um, We would love more questions. We would love more input. We'd love to hear what you think about um, Foul Monkey's current iteration. Um, We love feedback. Uh, what else? I don't know. Email us. Send us messages. Tweet at us. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to tweet more. You're going to try to tweet more? (laughs) I'm going to try to tweet more. Sorry. That was a lot. I couldn't say try to tweet. That was, that was really hard for me. Um, I'm probably not actually going to tweet more because I don't understand Twitter because I'm an old lady in that respect, but I'm going to, I'm going to try. There you go. That's all you can do. That's all I can do. All right. Thanks for listening again. And I'm Autumn. I'm Jerry. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for getting foul with foul monkeys. And we hope you enjoyed the show. You can send feedback, dick pics, or marriage proposals to foulmonkeys at gmail.com. You can also leave us sexy messages or some really heavy breathing at 863-666-0377. Ask us questions and interact with us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at foulmonkeys. You can also join us over at the Facebook page where things can get really, really dirty. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there.